This is JU Israel Teachers Lounge, where we reach out to current Gap Year students, alumni, and any interested listeners, keeping you connected to what's happening in Israel and giving you insight behind the headlines. I am your host, senior JU Israel educator Michael Unterberg, and today joined, as always, by co-host and director of JU Israel, Alan Goldman. How are you, Alan? Good, Mike. Still Alan Goldman. Excellent. <laughs> and today we are also joined by producer and Israel educator Matt Lippman. How are you, Matt? I am good, and I am not Alan Goldman. That is true. Just Neither am I. Yes. Uh well, this week we want to talk about the new proposal from a uh, member of Knesset Smotrich that Israel should be run by. Oh, can I read the quote? Can I read Jewish the quote? law? Well, before that, let's just acknowledge oh, okay. that President Rivlin uh, lost his wife Nahama yes, this week. True. Uh, she will be buried today. Is Wednesday? She'll be buried today on her Herzl. Uh, why is she being buried on her Herzl? Um, because she's the wife of the president, and presidents are what they're called the in the section of Gdule Hauma or mm-hmm. the greats of the nation. Um, Knesset, speakers of the house, uh, former presidents, former prime ministers uh, get to be buried in that section. And With some their others spouses. Too. Yeah, some others too, and mm-hmm. their spouses. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. marriage story of you know people who really, he said in an interview not so long ago, you know, they asked him what he would want on his tombstone, and here he was, you know, major politician, president of Israel, and he said, I was Nahama's husband. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. And uh, the nice news... Uh, articles or over the last couple of days is how much she was had a broad consensus went across political lines mm-hmm. um, so yeah yeah okay so back to the politics of the week that is really uh, politics of been a flashpoint <laughs> it's true but it's been right this is dividing uh, people in Israeli politics and it's been a flashpoint in the Israeli media this week this is something that Israelis have been talking about Israeli politicians have been talking about you have the quote Alan Oh, yes. I'm very excited for this quote. Um, at um, As we all know, on Sunday was Jerusalem Day, or Yom Yerushalayim, the day that Israel reunited uh, Jerusalem in the 1967 war. And uh, it, particularly in the religious Zionist communities, it's, it has a, it has the status of a holiday where we say I think really prayers. only in the religious Zionist yeah. community. I don't think the secular Israel really cares about Jerusalem Day. Pretty much. Um, pretty much. Um, and it has special prayers and what so... And so um, the Betzalel Smotrich, who is the one of the leaders of this sort of new right conglomerate of parties, um, he spoke at Merkaz Rav, which was Rav Kook's uh, yeshiva. And there he is quoted as saying, we want the justice portfolio because we want to restore the Torah justice system. And since Sunday, that has created waves and waves in Israeli media. Um, so Why? Doesn't, don't we all want that? Don't we all? Don't we pray three times a day? Those who are religious, that we want to go back to the way things were. The, well, the, for sure, not all religious people pray that we should go back to. <laughs> that's for sure not religious people. If you're saying, if you're talking about Orthodox people, do they orthodox, pray yeah. to go? I, I don't know that that's an explicit prayer that the justice system will look like the one that appears in the Talmud. I do think it's assumed by Orthodox Jews that that should be a goal. I think that I think that's a. I think for many Orthodox Jews, that is an unthought through assumption. I mean, don't right. I mean, don't we say we say uh, that that that's what we want? I mean, that we want the Israel. Yeah, to, I mean, I don't know. Look, when, we, want, when 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 I'm talking, we as Orthodox Jews, we right, I'll, I'll play that role. Um, when we say, okay, we want to go. When we define a Jewish state, we mean oh, a Jewish state according to Jewish law. That's how we run our lives. 
Isn't that what we want? But what does Jewish law mean in the future? It doesn't mean Talmudic law, exactly as it appears in the Talmud. For instance, uh, and he had to address this this week. He was asked by interviewers, do you want to assign the death penalty to people who don't observe the Sabbath according to Orthodox law? And he said, no. Meaning, even he is not really talking about... uh, I'm sure you will find Orthodox Jews who say, sure. But uh, it's got to be teach, a minority. I, I teach some of them, so yes. <laughs> I, think that, I think that a vast majority of my students, before we get into the um, depths of the discussion, say, say one of two things. Either Israel is a state based on halacha, mm-hmm. <laughs> based on Jewish law. That's just out of ignorance. That's which not, is not, right, they don't know. They don't know how saying, Israeli law works. At, but the second stage of that is, but, but we want it to be. Meaning, or isn't that what we want? I mean, I think the I, vast not, majority of students think that, no? I'm not saying that's not a valid opinion. I'm saying that for many people who express it that way, it's an unthought-through opinion. Right. In other words, if you once you think it through, you have to be willing to, you know, death penalty for homosexuals. So if you're willing, if, you, if your opinion is you think that's a good thing and that will work in the modern state of Israel, then that's your opinion. It's certainly not within mainstream Israel, and it's unimaginable that it will gain any traction in mainstream Israel. But you, you're entitled to that opinion. I think when most people say that's what they want, they don't really know what they mean. I, I so. think the idea of it not being thought through properly, I think is a very good way of, of pointing it out, a very good way of framing it. Um, but the thing with Smotrich's comments this week was, to my mind, people seemed very surprised mm-hmm. that he came out and said it. But I think he was targeting his base and I also, I was not surprised he said it. I was not surprised that he thought it. I wasn't surprised that he expressed it. I was more surprised by the level of surprise that people were, oh my God, there's somebody that actually wants this. I mean, no, he crossed a line. He crossed a norm. In the past, the religious Zionist camp, even in politics, did not make such demands. They, expre- they expressly identified that the modern state of Israel has to be democratic and that the democratic nature of the state has to be upheld, which means you can't have religious coercion, and then what is religious coercion, what isn't religious coercion becomes the conversation. By him saying, he crossed a norm, he broke a norm. You're saying, I'm not surprised he thinks it. And that's true. In politics, there are things that you think but don't say because you know it's not palatable and it's against the norm. He broke the norm. And, you know, it, it is in the spirit of the times of the politics, which I think in a democracy, politics should be about addition. How many people can I bring to my position as opposed to the politics of division, which seems to be the norm in democracies today? How do I create a base that's fundamentally going to stick with me no matter what I do, even if what I say has no practical application okay so what i, I want to like to ask you now mike uh to put on your rabbi hat are you being um, philosophical alan i'm being a little philosophical um to put on your rabbi hat take uh, put up your your is that what i'm wearing i guess a keep is not a rabbi hat. no no right? no not, absolutely not okay, being a rabbi should have nothing to do with anything um, yeah go ahead uh, and talk to us a little bit about say rav cook and his understanding of government uh, Jewish government and what the state of Israel or the, the Israel that he imagined. Well, that, you know, that's not you're asking. Not, you're not asking as, as a, a rabbinic question. You're asking a sort of intellectual history question. Yeah, I'm asking you what, what, when religious Zionists uh, have formulated this idea of a Jewish state. Yeah, you know what? What? You're, so you're saying? Oh, well, well demo, there was all it was democracy. Was it always that way, or are there other takes? What, what do we mean by Jewish state in the religious Zionist world? Is it, and, and and you know. I resist the idea that 
as you do, that there, that there is a clear answer or a clear set of positions. You certainly have people in the religious Zionist camp who traditionally advocated this. I, I've had teachers who, who taught that that's the end goal. But the, uh, What's the end goal? That, is to reinstate classic Talmudic legal Torah system, law. jurisprudence, yeah. rabbinic Torah law, which we, right. you know historically we would call rabbinic right. halakha. Uh, Rav Cook realized that 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 the Rav, famously very hard to pin down Rav Cook. Right, he said things in ways that were open to interpretation, and different people interpret it differently to suit there. He's right. very broad. He's very confusing. He's very concise. But it seems to me, in his in his, the, okay, two specific proposals. He wanted to change the rabbinic training system from classic yeshiva study to a broader. Not necessarily university style, but a broader curriculum that included, you know, things that we think of as uh, both in terms of that you had to be able to rhetoric, that you had to be able to write, that you had to, uh, you had to understand sociology and the communities and psychology of the people. Pastoral right. studies, I think pastoral you, studies. You no, that. That's La, a good way to put it. And classically, like, like Rav, uh, like the the religious Zionist in Eastern Europe actually started instituting that also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he he also he also thought that philosophy and understanding politics and, and right. you know this worldly thing, which I, I do think that's probably the best term uh, for that. And is that the was story. the idea from Merkaz Arav, where Smotrich made this statement. Nahum, right? That's where he said it at that the yeshiva that was founded by him that right. never became that. It, right. it is a classic yeshiva today. He also really wanted a separate institution, separate from the government, that represented the religious character of the state, not to be the government. He didn't want it invested in the government. He wanted it separate. And he he often wrote about how halakha not only has evolved, but will continue to evolve. And that what halakha, what any legal system does is you have to retain a certain core so that you can call it one legal system historically, but it also has to, it can't ossify, it can't become a fossil that was for a previous age. And so modern Jewish law should become However, so, it relates to classic sources. It has right. to be for today's world, right? Also, oh, because what you're saying, and, this, and we've spoken about this before, so is that um, basically Talmudic law, which you know is more or less two thousand years old, and and is really based around a society that is not sovereign, mm-hmm. is not really appropriate for for the modern state of Israel. There's a million billion. You, you can't things just that take that be, and make right. that. For instance, I heard actually Rav Stav when one of these interviews. He, he's the he's a popular. Um, religious Zionist rabbi who says rabbi of a town and he runs a Tzohar anyway but he was saying like well you would never put anybody in jail you know in the modern sense because jail doesn't exist it doesn't exist and you have to have you know two warnings before anybody can be punished you have to two warnings before and then you know how does DNA work in court testimony yeah so how can any of these things are not are not you know the within the guise of the modern day um, Unless uh, what Smotrich means, and it's not super clear, there is this idea of Mishpat Ivri that was championed oh, by uh, so that's a, he's, uh, yes. Menachem Alon, who's Malone, former right. chief, justice, chief Justice, who said that our legal system today, which is a hodgepodge of British law and Turkish law, common law, it's a bunch right. of different things, some actual elements of Mo, classic right. Jewish law. He said we should, re- we should create an Israeli legal system 
who in principle is the current evolution right. of which, Jewish law. Which in other words takes, and this is, and I did actually hear Smotrich say some of this on, on the radio also in, I think it was Tuesday also, Monday or Tuesday. Well, he had to defend his position yeah. and clarify. He was talking about Mishpat Ivri, the basic right. general, like fundamental um, principles of, of Jewish, Jewish jurisprudence yeah. should be taken into existence. Why should we be looking only at British common law? or Why, why are so many elements of Israel law based on British law? Right. Shouldn't Israel have its own formulated? Shouldn't we create, our legislator create its own legal system? Well, if, right. you, if you do that, you're then ignoring the historical foundation of the country, ignoring the history of how the country came to be. Right. How? Um, why? Because in terms of like the British mandate and things right, of like course. that, so if you, I mean, if you tear everything up and start from the beginning, you can, but that also then lays bare the issue of, well, how are you going to start again? Are you going to start again from this base of Mishpat okay. Ivri? Or are you going to start again from the base of Halakha? Are you going to start again from... As a person who is a citizen of a country that did just that in 1776, I can tell you that it actually it works pretty well if you decide to do it that way. American law was not based... The American government was not based on the British government. It was based on the Roman government. So it took, it took a, a precedent that it thought fit the nature of that society and started more or less from scratch. Yes, so that's a exactly. lot of the laws do come from Great Britain. Some of the language comes from British jurisprudence. But the idea of, of look, all of, legal systems borrow from each other. Correct, and you can you can quote precedent in different legal correct. systems. Yes, but what the problem yeah. is with Smotrich's, the way I understood his proposal, was that his proposal would be a the rule of a system which is only recognized or its validity is recognized by a very small percentage of the country, and would be the system that would be used to rule everybody. What you're talking about in America in the 70s, and you're more of an expert than I am on it, but I feel like unless you were black and you didn't own land, but apart from that. Or a woman. (laughs) Or a woman, but apart from that. um, The system was meant to benefit for everybody. Mm -hmm. What his system is, maybe if you take the view, oh, everybody should be keeping Jewish law and everybody should be practicing halakha, okay, fine. But most of the country don't see it like that. So they understand it to be a very invasive very coercive, very That's how it was system. taken. When he made the statement, that's absolutely how yeah. it was heard. And you saw the response from politicians. His... Uh, by the way, I think the place where he said it was that's was the intention also. Uh, I mean, uh, arguably, I mean, it's know, what he meant. Yeah. I don't know. He, right. he says yeah. it's not what I meant. Right. He said I mean something much more within the norms of Israeli society right. and conversation. He, I meant more something along the line of Menachem Alon's Mishpat Ivri right. idea that we have to reframe a modern legal system based right. on a mixture of classic jurisprudence principles, but it makes sense in, and relates to the modern world. But there was another part of it, which we haven't mentioned yet, which was that he also said we should go back to having a, a kingship or be like David and Melech. <laughs> yeah. So once right. you understand yeah. what he said, or you know what he said, and then you add that line about, oh, it should be a kingship, yeah. then it begins to look much more uh, much less like the model that you're suggesting that he tried to suggest that he he meant, and it does look like much more turned to the olden days of Israel under a king. Well, again, I, I think that's part of that. Look, if you go outside the Orthodox world, I don't think you have people who are talking about returning to a monarchy. I do think that inside the Orthodox community, you have that sort of naive, unexamined assumption that we will return to monarchy, even though a that's been argued really since really since Talmudic times whether monarchy is right. But so it's not, there is another stream within classic Jewish tradition, but in the 21st century, certainly most Israelis and most people, like monarchy is a terrible system. So, so, so what did he mean by that? What was he? So, well, so I think, and I think this is also what got everybody upset. And I think it's where you were going a little bit before, which is the context of which this is said in 
is where one of the major issues in the past election and the coming election is the judicial system. Right. Um, and so that gets everybody going crazy because we have this big fight. Okay, what is this judicial system going to look like? Because we all know we have a system of basic laws, which we've talked about before in this podcast, right. but we do not have a constitution. Right. So what is the role of the Supreme Court and law in this country and who gets the final say? Is it, is it the parliament? Is it the, is it the Supreme Court? And how do those things play out? And Smotrich begins belongs to the camp that says the parliament, the MKs, should be the final right. law and should be able to make a law that the Supreme Court cannot uh, That's shoot the down, most let's direct say. application and, of, you know, if we say it's the law, that should be the law. That's the most direct yeah. political reality because nobody's changing exactly. his language of saying halakha, Jewish law, will be the law of Israel. It's uh, it, not, right. not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But, but there is a fight through. in the Knesset yeah. today that the legislature should decide what the law is right. without the – the Supreme Court can complain about it, but the ju- right. the legislature shouldn't have to be overruled – can't but, be overrulable. But you said and it's if not I take off my – if I sorry, if I take off my – if I take off my kippah – and I stopped being the Orthodox representative I was before. Now I'm the non-Orthodox representative. I look at that statement of Betzal Smotrich and I look at and see that, you know, the religious, if we include not now not just the Haredi, which is 16 votes, but, but Smotrich who is religious and their parties, that's another five. You're talking over 21 uh, members of Knesset who mm-hmm. are going to make up this past government. Uh, belong to a religious faction if they all think that as a as a as a secular person or a non-religious person like wait a second do they they really when they well, say not- parliament they're saying Torah and parliament and and okay that's that's not the what I signed up eventually we'll outnumber them yeah. I, I, that, that, by the way that's not your BU being hypothetical that's yeah, an yeah. actual growing fear among secular Israeli Jews no I was being representative not hypothetical I want to add to that hypothetical I want to add to the context of when someone should said this because the same time that he said this. It came out in reports in the press that some of the Haredi, the Haredi parties had agreed a deal with, Benji, with Benjamin Netanyahu that if they were to join the coalition, currently in Israeli law, it's illegal for there to be separation in public events between mm-hmm. gender, between men and women. Men and women can't be separated. They can't have segregation, etc. like that. There were reports as of yet unsubstantiated or at least have been substantiated, but Likud said it was never actually signed. But whatever it was, there was a deal on the table that was close to being implemented that there was going to be gender segregation. So if you take that in oh. the context of another yep. member of the of the, uh, the right wing bloc that was going to sign up for the coalition, there are parties that are agreeing that we should have segregation between men and women. You can understand why people are up in arms. Yeah, yeah, and that's and, and sort of that's why it's an interesting topic of conversation. Not that he's really going to change Jewish law, Israeli law to Jewish law. It's an interesting conversation because it exposed a fault line in Israeli public opinion. That is a politically divisive conversation, which again seems to be the 21st century politician playbook. Excite the things that divide us to build a strong coalition that will vote for me. Divide and conquer. But politically it's interesting because they could have distanced themselves from both of those They've oh, distanced yeah. themselves from Smartchurch and said there's no way he's going to be the justice minister with crazy views like that, as they would say. And they've also distanced themselves and said that deal about the segregation between men and women is also not going to happen because they recognize that if people suddenly start thinking about this before they vote, I'm talking about secular Jews or even religious Jews who don't agree with such um, an extreme way of thinking or practice, they're going to start thinking, them, do I really want to vote for a prime minister who's willing to sign away these things or willing to bring these people into his block? Hmm, what's a better option? Oh, maybe Benny Gantz, maybe Yair Lapid. 
So they could are scrambling to to distance themselves from from these moves. Look, I mean, it's it's it was Lieberman's uh, causes Bella for not going into the country into mm-hmm. the government, as we discussed. So, yeah. so Netanyahu and I think also the Haredim want to keep this issue out. <laughs> um, I, it kind of just amazes me how much politicians the way, don't that, realize that everything you're said is going to be broadcast across all media. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. just stunning to me. Uh, like, I, would, I, I understand he's talking to the people he wants to talk to, but I, I, I bet you he did not think about it, think it through, probably, of how it was going to resonate within... I always assume that 99 out of 100 times, a politician speaking to a specific group, something that would offend the larger society, yeah. gets away with it. And it's one out of 100 that it hits the newspaper and becomes a scandal. I assume that's happening all the time. Uh, it's human nature. Right. I'm talking to a group. I want sympathy from my right. listeners. I want a good response from my listeners. In the 21st century you're very vulnerable to and i have no idea of yeah. knowing what the percentages are of when you get called out on it or i don't know either but or not but by the way this is not a haredi issue but maybe that's haredi- why i'm not a politician by the way because i just you know yeah i'm too wary of uh well i mean we're the media. kind of people look it's very comforting to know that you don't have a microphone in your face and you, whatever you say isn't going to be heard by yeah. other people <laughs> oh oh as Ben just pointed out Uh-oh. to Mike, the three of yeah. us do have microphones uh, in front of the, us. The, it's less of a Haredi issue, which yes. is to me interesting. Haredim aren't talking about changing the Israeli legal system. No. They're fighting for their rights as Haredim, and they're making, they are making demands of like no government work on Shabbat right. and things yeah. like that. But Smotrich, as a religious Zionist, believes in the state and wants the state to conform more to his right. vision, which he thinks is vastly superior to the yep. secular legal system. So here you have... You have the uh, the the damage of like smaller the smaller the difference the bloodier the fight. In other words, because Smotrich agrees more with Likud than the Haredim, here he has a bigger fight with Likud than the Haredim. Uh, it's it's more divisive mm-hmm. because you're so close on it that he that we both agree that the state is of tremendous value, and and Likud is absolutely one of the two huge mainstream centrist parties. And so, of course, they are going to distance themselves from a- any such position. And, and it isn't realistic. I, I I do think that religion and state issues, where obviously because it is a nation state of our ethnic mm-hmm. Jewish group, which has mm-hmm. a particular religion, is going to play out differently than it does in the United States. It'll probably has to, at the end of the day, be more like the Anglican Church in England. England has an official church. The Queen is not only uh, the Queen, you know, uh, at least it's a constitutional monarchy, so she doesn't have actual temporal power, but she is the Queen. She runs officially. She pronounces the Prime Minister in the Parliament. So she has, she's a figurehead, but she's also the head of the church. Right. So Israel's going to have to end up something like that, where there is still some balance with freedom of religion and 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 and, and aspects of modern democracy, which religious people can argue about how right. much, and secular people can argue. I, I personally, as a religious person, think that the more separate, the better, the healthier for society, which I get from my reading of Rev Cook, but that's my reading of Rev Cook. Right. In terms of answering your question from earlier, I can't honestly say I know what Rev Cook would say about any issue. I can only tell you what my takeaways are. I think that's right. more honest than saying, here's what Rev Cook thinks, right. well, which many people do. Yeah, I would rather, yeah. I mean, I've, I've never understood a word of his, so I'm <laughs> happy to admit that. Oh, Chaval, I don't, I... So I think uh, that's, uh, 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 it's a topic that we're just going to have to keep our eyes on because hot it's not going to go away. On I a think hot topic. It's hot, t- well, hot topic. And I think it's going to be come 
back up continually over the summer and for the elections for life until we have a constitution where we come to an agreed upon resolution of these religion and state issues this will always be a dynamic challenge in the building of the jewish state the only thing i would advocate over the current methodology is build consensus not division yes Uh, politics should work by addition not division and 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 the more you find things we can agree because there's always more that we agree on that we can build and we'll deal with the, the differences. And that's, that's how you build a healthy state. So, God willing. That's right. <laughs> Inshallah. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. And as always, thank you, Ben. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, this is the part where I remind you that we are the JU Israel Teacher's Lounge podcast. And it's also the part where I ask you to subscribe, to rate and review us, and to share and recommend us in any way you can. Also, we'd love your feedback so we can respond to you on or off the podcast. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye.